This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. If you want to reach out to Accessible Media Inc., you could do it through the Accessible Media Inc. Facebook page, folks. You can interact, of course. There's lots of great content displayed there at the Accessible Media Inc. Facebook page. Like it. You can also follow AMI-audio on Twitter, at AMI-audio. Remy is available at AllRams uh, with a Z at the end. I'm at AMI-Kelly-Mac up on Twitter. Those are the handles to keep track of if you want to follow along with the show. And if you want to send a message in to communications and marketing, feedback at uh, AMI.ca. Great way to do that. If you have questions about anything going on, uh, that, I think, for you, feedback at AMI.ca, best way. You can ask them about AMI-TV, AMI-Tele, or AMI-Audio, or, or anything to do with Accessible Media, Inc. Right there, and the gang will be happy to help you out. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. So I know that Halloween was yesterday, but we're still coming down from that Halloween vibe, and it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. <laughs> exactly. It's still pretty gloomy outside. Hasn't even been 24 hours yet since we've gone trick-or-treating. So we're just going to continue the convos of Halloween no, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you you went out there trick or treating. No, not me, not me, not me. No, did, I've did already you, finished all the candy that, that I bought. I was just gonna say, did stroll. you hand any out or did you just do the? Yeah, I'm gonna buy a lot of stuff here to hand yeah. out, and then there's I nobody allowed at my door. My mom had a lot of leftover candy that she darkened the house off. and just sit in there and eat it all. All right, sorry. Exactly. Ca- so, anyways, on. anyway, yeah. So we're gonna continue the conversation just a, for a couple more minutes about Halloween. Let's bring on Dr. Danielle Jeankind. The human-animal bond plays such an important role in people's lives, and as a veterinarian, it's my privilege to help keep those bonds strong and healthy. I'm Dr. Danielle Jonkai, and welcome to Ask a Veterinarian. We're going to wrap up all things scary and spooky with this one last convo, at least on Kelly and Company. I don't know what people are doing in their own times, probably still watching the plethora of spooky stuff out there. Uh, But while we don't usually consider animals to be scary, depending on the animal, we know that in some cases they can be. Lots of books and TV shows and movies and the horror type genres have capitalized on this concept. And the unique crossovers between horror and comedy these days are pretty good also. So if you want to shiver deliciously in fear at Halloween from the safety of your own couch, you might consider treating yourself to some of these scary and funny scary animal characters that Dr. Danielle is going to recap for us today. I'm looking forward to this, Danielle. I don't really mind that we've past Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of at a disadvantage when Halloween's on a Monday and then this comes on a Tuesday. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But it's all good because there's lots of these animals to talk about. Yeah, well, you know, the horror genre is definitely, you know, something we pull out to scare ourselves at Halloween. And, you know, and like you say, some of those stories do involve animals. And and some of those scary um, animal stories are based on real animals, like the great white shark in Jaws. And, mm. you know, some are imaginary, like those, you know, extremely scary extraterrestrial beasts in the alien movies. Um, but all of them, of course, they do bad stuff to people, though, and... and <laughs> That's really why they're scary. Um, and, you know, when I think when I think on some of, you know, the scary animal characters that I've seen in some of the horror genre, you know, one of the old classics are um, the books written by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and the movies made from them. And, you know, well, of course, he doesn't limit himself to terrifying animal characters. He does have a few in his arsenal. And, you know, for me, um, one of the most terrifying is Cujo. Yep. And you that know, book traumatized that, me for yeah, sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. and I was yeah, never. True. I was as a kid. I was very nervous of dogs, and that Oof. one really did it because it That'll almost it bordered on how possible is this? Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know that the particular character of Cujo, of course, was a Saint Bernard who stuck his nose into a cave and and it was bitten by a rabid bat. So, of course, poor Cujo goes on to develop rabies and proceeds to attack, maul, and kill a whole bunch of people, you know, even trapping some of them in a car that breaks down so they can't drive away. And and you know, Danielle, it's funny because I found at that time and beforehand, maybe, oh, I mean, I think of To Kill a Mockingbird because they talk about the rabid, you know, dog. And any time, and I know as a kid, I was terrified of lockjaw, and rabies. They were the two things that I was so afraid of. What if you had touch a rusty nail? Ah, yeah. what if? And yeah, and, and it's true, you know, and though, of course, Hollywood's portrayal of rabies isn't exactly accurate. Right. Sure. The scariest thing for me about the story, Cujo, of course, is that rabies is a real actual threat. Yeah. I mean, zombie movies are one thing, you know, but I know zombies aren't real, so I'm okay with that. But, you know, it's entirely possible that a large dog could get infected with the rabies virus, get the furious form of the disease and actually Mm -hmm. attack somebody because of it. Mm. And even worse for me is I personally know of two cases of animal rabies infection where people were attacked by rabid animals. And uh, one person um, managed to defend themselves from the feral cat that attacked them, but of course ended up getting post-exposure treatment, which was no fun. And the other was actually an incident where a person was actually killed by a rabid horse in a real life horror story. And so, you know, when I when I think of something like Cujo, I think, get those animals vaccinated for rabies Mm. people. It's true. We don't need any more Cujos. (laughs) We really don't. And and it's true. Like it's amplified and personified in these books and and movies. So thank goodness we have these weekly segments with you where you come on and tell us, okay, this is the legit way that <laughs> rabies <Yeah>. works. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. It, it, it bordered on so real. So yeah, could yeah. happen that, you know, it's just, oh, oh, what? Uh-uh. Yep. Yep. For sure. And of course the other Stephen King book that, you know, featured um, scary animals and sort of a Halloween theme was pet cemetery. And, um, you know, I'd never actually um, seen this movie though. I had read the book and um, I watched the trailer and it, it's quite scary <laughs> for, you know, some of the imagery that comes with that. Um, but basically the story goes that a doctor moves to a new home with his family and their cat Churchill, which they call church and meets the new neighbors. Um, they take him on a walk of the local area and show him the pet cemetery where the locals bury their pets. And so in the story, the doctor gets a nighttime visit from a dead person who shows him a bunch of deadfall at the back of the pet cemetery and warns him never to go past it. So poor church gets hit by a car and killed while the mom and the kids are away visiting family. And the neighbor goes with the doctor to the pet cemetery to bury the poor kitty. And he leads the doctor past the place where he was warned not to go and tells him to Mm -hmm. bury church there. He does, and the next day, Church shows up back at home, much to the doctor's surprise. 
But unfortunately, the kitty is not the same old church that he used to be. You know, he rips up little animals and is not the sweet, loving family pet that he used to be. He's kind of aggressive and nasty and sadistic. And if this wasn't proof enough that resurrecting the dead was a bad idea, I don't know what is. But... <laughs> <laughs> Always change the personality, don't we? Can't come back. Oh, I'm happy go lucky. I love that no. punchline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, in spite of that, when tragedy strikes the family with the death of a child, you can guess, of course, what then happens, and that produces the scariest imaginable scenario when all the murders start. So, I mean, if you're into reading, you know, this one was started as a novel and was made into two movies, um, one in 1989, and then they made a remake in 2019. <laughs> so, yeah, mm. very, very scary. Yeah. Very wow, scary. that's amazing. Yep. And and like you say, Stephen King, the master. Where else do you want to go? What else have you been thinking? Well, you know, another animal that terrifies a lot of people, and not just in movies and books, but in real life too, is the spider. Um, you know, if you're a Hobbit or a Lord of the Rings fan, you probably can't forget the spiders in Mirkwood or that giant spider, Shelob, that tried to eat Frodo and Sam on their way into Mordor when they were going off to destroy the One Ring. And I have to say that I still get the shudders thinking of those little hobbits facing down a gigantic spider with only a short sword and what amounts to a holy <laughs> flashlight for weapons, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, if you like horror movies centered on spiders, you might try arachnophobia. Um, this is a little movie where a South American spider finds love with a local spider after immigrating to the U.S., I think in a bunch of bananas or something. And then their offspring <laughs> multiply and start poisoning people in town with oh their bites. Revenge of the spiders. Oh, and it's so scary for people who hate spiders because no they're kidding. not even big spiders, but there's just many, many, yep. many. Yeah. And then with spiders, they spiders. like to show them moving, don't they? Coming out of Ugh. the innocent and all the people the talking legs. around them and you don't know these dangerous spiders are right mm -hmm. there. That is very true. Very true. You know, and of course, there's lots of predators like sharks, wolves and crocodiles that end up as scary characters in animal horror movies. But leave it to Alfred Hitchcock to come up with something completely unexpected. And, you know, we don't usually think of birds to be all that scary. But Hitchcock changed that in 1963 when he released The Birds, which was um a horror movie about huge flocks of irate birds that kind of swoop in. They break through windows and into buildings and they attacked and killed people. And believe it or not, but the movie was based on a short story by a lady named Daphne du Maurier, but also partially on a real live event, believe it or not. Apparently, a flock of seabirds came ashore in dense fog in California in 1961, and people living there heard crashing and thudding and looked out their windows or stepped out their doors, and all these birds were flying into roofs, into windows, cars, mm -hmm. and buildings, and some people were bitten by the birds. Of course, a lot of the birds died, and needless to say, the incident terrified everyone who undoubtedly wondered what the heck is going on with mm. these birds, and they never really knew what happened until... 2012 and it turns out that the flock of birds probably ate some bad anchovies contaminated by a toxic algae bloom offshore and that poisoned them with a neurotoxin which explained all of their bizarre behavior but you know that movie had mixed reviews at first but went on to become something of a horror classic and regardless when i think about it i think boy i'll, I'll never look about let birds the same way again yeah. after that yeah one. yeah but i'll tell you i'll I still eat I'll, I'll still eat anchovies on pizza thanks <laughs> <laughs> all right wow plot twist <laughs>
<laughs> so we talked about it at, at the beginning, some of these lighter horror genres and, and takes on things as well, where it's a bit funny, but also scary. Yeah. So, you know, if truly terrifying isn't your thing or you need a tamer version of animal Halloween horror for the kids in your life, you know, um, you could look up the Adams family. Um, believe it or not, um, they had um, a pet lion who was Morticia's pet lion named Kitty Cat. And, you know, in spite of the fact that people sometimes disappear around him mysteriously, the Adams family maintains that he can't stand the taste of people. <laughs> and, you know, in the 1960s TV show, there was an episode where poor kitty cat fell ill and they called a veterinarian to come out and see him. And, you know, figuring that the vet needed some, you know, alone in the room with the lion and wondered why he seemed so afraid of a harmless animal. And, you know, I think that episode was a little scary for me than for most people because I think, oh, my gosh, <laughs> these poor people. Honestly. Can you imagine Any- him just trying to get out? Like, just, no, no, don't, don't, don't leave me. You'll be fine. Boom. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. Can't understand why he's so afraid of a harmless animal. Hmm. I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And I guess the last one, I asked my daughter who the scariest animal character is in a kid's show. And she right away told me that for her, that was the Halloween hound from a Disney Halloween show called Spooky Buddies. And, you know, in the story, saying the words Halloween hound three times in front of the warlock's mirror will allow the nasty hound out where it can turn things into stone and suck their souls out. It seems a little dark for Disney. Wow. I have to admit that, you know, I looked up some images of this Halloween hound on the Internet And it was actually pretty scary. It's a large black mastiff type dog with glowing green eyes and a really bad attitude. (laughs) Oh, no. Wow. (laughs) I guess so. If you're turning, you know, something into stone and then going through the effort to suck out the soul, why not suck out the soul first then? (laughs) Well, from the title down to the characters, down to the actual action items. I love this story. Danielle, we can only get to all of this today, but I'm so glad we squeezed this in. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Definitely lots of reminiscing on some classics, too. Next week, Danielle Johnkind is going to touch on an underdiagnosed uh, problem in cats. It's arthritis. I know a lot of us are thinking, hey, some not bad weather in different parts of Canada right now. Keep that thought. But... Be mindful, folks. Winter boots keep our feet warm and help us get around icy and treacherous conditions. Francis Wong is going to share some tips of how to find the best boots, what you should be looking for in two minutes. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.